Um, <clears throat> moment of silence. You're such a fucking dick. I know, you're a fucking piece of shit. Uh, you don't have to keep that in the episode, though. You're an alcoholic. What's up, Benini? Do you want to press a button? No, I'm too scared. <laughs> that was the one I was looking for, funny enough. Yeah, you found it. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, my name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. Uh, let me pull up what we're talking about this week. <laughs> Which this is? This week we're talking about Metro- Metropolis. Metropolis. Nice. Metropolis. Uh, yeah, this was directed by Rintaro. I don't know who that is, but he goes by one name, Rintaro. Which is badass. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like a Mortal Kombat villain. Honestly. <laughs> Do we say our names? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... Rentaro wins flawless victory. <laughs> so um, his and map, then, his map would be Metropolis. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's based on the manga created by Osa, Osamu uh, Tezuka, which nice. is also the creator of Astro Boy, Blackjack, all that good shit. So it actually reminded me. The animation reminded me of um, Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. There's an old man in Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, and he looks just like the. Um, the antagonist? Uh, the antagonist. Duke the, Red, the big nose? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then this was also written by Katsuhiro Otomo. The, sc- the screenplay. Yeah. Which is um, uh, Akira Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, it's Otomo, bro. Yeah. So I also, when looking up information about this movie, there's another movie in the 19- made in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And it's also about like a dystopian society. With and robots. Like, yeah, with robots. And it's uh, about classism and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this movie is a revision, a reimagining of that same kind of idea. I think so. Okay, interesting. Um, but also of the original manga, and um, it's kind of spliced in with a lot of the ideas of cyberpunk since, because mm-hmm. I think the other movie, Metropolis, the mm-hmm. '30s movie, and then even the manga, it whenever it thought about the future, it was. It was not too distant from how their because the, the original manga came out in forty nine. Yeah, right. So like it just it wasn't too different from what they were already kind of experiencing and stuff like that. This movie kind of brought in that like Blade Runner esque mm-hmm. type shit. Oh yeah, super you know futuristic. I mean? Exactly. Um. Uh. But before we get into it, um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if this episode is gonna be too packed full of stuff. I don't know. I. I I wasn't really feeling this movie. No, oh, really. I'm not gonna lie. Interesting. Um, so I, I just I thought I might uh, bring up a couple of other things. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you guys hear about what happened to Jared? What from, from Subway? Yeah. And something else happened to him. It's, I've heard what happened did, to him in did that. Did Ezra but... Miller assault him and why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he got he had child porn. Got fat again. Oh, I thought you were going to say something new. Thought, that's old news, bro. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> is that I old thought, news? I thought maybe like he got murdered <laughs> in prison or something. Like, What's his name? Fogel? 
Jared Leto, yeah. Yeah, did you guys hear what happened to him? Did he just get caught with like some more? Did he get fat again? He had <laughs> he had some child porn. That can't be him, right? Did he have a gastric bypass? Because of all the subway he was eating. So did I ever tell you about that time I used to hang out with Jared? Yeah. Yeah, you'd get your rings from him. Yeah. You went to Jared. I went to Jared. Yeah, that's whenever you needed some jewelry. You went I to- went to a party. I went one to James time. Allen for <laughs> the <laughs> ring I got. Ever. I, I went to a party one time. And Jared was there, and he brought his big fucking pants. I I feel like this is a true story. <laughs> and I was like, "Can I put them on?" And he he kept saying, "No, they're dirty. Don't don't touch them. They're dirty. Don't. I don't want you to go near." They're his big boy pants. Yeah. yeah. And he kept if you open he he kept them in his trunk. But if you opened up his trunk, there was like three other pair of pants. In there. <laughs> did you know that they did a scientific study on pants, and that <laughs> after four days. Of wearing your pants consecutively. Without wash. Without washing them, they don't get any dirtier. Like, there's no more oh. bacteria buildup or so anything. So, fourth like that. day is max. That's like max amount of bacteria. <laughs> so, if you could survive that fourth day, you could survive any day after that's that. That's the maximus prime of pants. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. That's so kind of gross, right? This is a four-day rule. <laughs> yeah, it's a four-day rule. Um, anyway, so there he is in prison. And- <laughs> uh, so all, all of his pants are on eight days. Yeah, no, point, no, yeah. he has. He can only have shorts now. But I wanted. I thought it would be funny if I could take a picture in his pants. I wanted to wear his pants, and you kept. I you could literally get any big pants. And I wanted, be like, these are Jared's pants. I wanted Jared's pants, and he kept telling me, "No, they're dirty. Don't. They stink." He kept saying they're stinky. Oh, stinky pants. Yeah. Um. Come to find out, that's where he kept all the porn. Oh, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> There were cargo pants. It was, and they were on all the pockets of all the. You're wearing some cargo pants right now. Are those Jared's pants? No, these are my pants. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you shrunk them down. Um, and so. <laughs> and so is that Jared from so South that, Park? Yeah, this is Jared from South. Um, and so that's where he was hiding him. Um, oh, they, let, they let him out for the Inside Out premiere. <laughs> Oh, they let him out for the inside out for me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I hate you guys. Okay. Um, you know, Metropolis was actually a good movie. I, you know, yeah, I can't believe you I actually so I enjoyed it. It was very uh, symbolic. When I was hanging out with Jared, he kept asking me how old I was. <laughs> All right. Anyway, and he kept yeah. getting. He kept. Like grunting every time I said, yeah, he was so right. mad every time I said twenty. Uh, yeah, you're like twenty. He's like younger. He was uh, like, are you sure? I was like twenty no. years younger than me. You're like, uh. He's like not. You're born on the twentieth <laughs> of nineteen two thousand. Yeah, twenty <laughs> twenty. Oh, I don't, don't want to do that. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, hey, that's actually... Jared talking. Not us. Okay. <laughs> Metropolis. Fucking Metropolis. Um, yeah. So this movie, yeah, it almost two hours. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. ran up to the four uh, hour forty because right. then after that it's credits. Um, I was like, it's only like nine. Yeah, I was like, it's only like a hundred minutes a long. Movie. I thought it was pretty short for what it. So you guys liked it? I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I I thought it was enjoyable too. And the thing was is that it kind of fell in between. A lot of interest for me. I thought it was like kind of like an interesting placement where, you know, once again, knowing that, uh, you know, uh, Asuma Tezuka 
created it or you know created the manga that it was based on um we expected a lot of astro boy kind of elements which we did get but also not really i feel like this was like more leaning into like the ghost in the shell kind of realities of Mm -hmm. how we were presented this information but then the animation being from 2001 felt like like the original pokemon movies to me like it was very uh nostalgic to that and so like just for those kind of reasons, I was able to like kind of fall into this movie and really enjoy it because visually it was like very nostalgic, but then the content wise felt like it was like several things we've already kind of like brushed around, but like still not quite the same, you know, still yeah. like a different look at this, you know, conversation of like sentient robots in a very different package, even, yeah. even more so, you know, so I was very blown away by uh, just what this movie had to offer in the end. But yeah, when I, um, when I watched it, uh, I I looked up, you know, what year it came out and everything. And it's funny because I loved the animation. The animation drew me in right away because it reminded me of, like I said before, Cyborg 009, right. which is an anime I kind of grew up with. That, mm-hmm. that was made in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And so it just the fact that this is 2001 and it has that type of animation just helped a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there's you can tell that there was parts where they were trying out new animation styles. Oh, that's a new good types of animation. They were using 3D animation mm-hmm. probably for one of the first times in a few scenes uh, when uh, they show one that girl, I forget, Tima. Yeah. When they show mm-hmm. Tima uh, for the first time with her hair, mm-hmm. that's 3D animation right Yeah, there. for sure. Um, but right here, this old man in the corner is from Cyborg 009. Oh, and yeah. he looks very similar to that character. Oh yeah, look at that big old yeah. fucking nose. <laughs> and his but his hair as well, the way it like flips yeah, up and everything. And it's all asymmetrical too. Exactly. Honestly, if that guy threw a fucking electrocute at me, I would not be surprised. <laughs> and he was like time to right. duel. Yeah. Time to duel. <laughs> you mixed up a bunch of things. Pretty that's good. that's Pokemon, right? That's Digimon, right? <laughs> I choose you, Yu-Gi-Oh. I choose you, Gi-Oh. Um <laughs> nice. I choose you, you Hakashu. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, no, but real quick, mm-hmm. um, Mega Man also steals a bunch of ideas from mm-hmm. Tezuka. Like the idea of these mad scientists that make these robot boys, um, even to the point where in Japan, in Japanese, Mega Man's name is Rockman. We have Rock in this fucking so story. <laughs> right. I was imagining at any moment Rock was going to get hit hard enough and half of his face was coming come off he could be robot underneath that's what i was hoping for i thought that would I be cool i don't spot. know why they didn't do that maybe it's uh, because it wasn't in tezuka's original manga i think but i think it would have helped this in I, my opinion i think it's because in the movie they're trying to show you that that the robots aren't the bad guys the robots aren't the problem it's the humans mm-hmm. I, so yeah, if, if you know, he was a bad if he ended up being a robot then a lot of it would have been for nothing. You know what I mean? Unless we also see him have that realization like, oh, fuck. I was I was the thing I demonized this whole time. Mm-hmm. True. So what I, what like I, he didn't even know. Yeah. yeah. What hurts me the most about this movie is that it was a bunch of brilliant ideas with no fucking story to string them along. Mm-hmm. And I can see what you mean. Every character acted the same from beginning to end. No growth for anybody except for maybe Rock, sort of, because yeah. he allowed the thing to explode. But just all of it, it just felt like cool ideas in this beautiful style. I Definitely. love the fucking st- the little bulb noses from mm-hmm. Astro Boy. I just love everything. 
but it just there wasn't a whole lot of substance for me to bite into you know i can see what you mean i I feel like the main the main thing of this movie was just symbolism yeah you know and and i just liked analyzing it all and i think that's what helped me the whole time because i can see what you mean there wasn't a lot to follow along with other than the visuals right i feel like a lot of youthful anime from this time period like spirited away and things mm-hmm. like that kind of had this this similar theme of where it's really just like kids surviving together and there's not really a, a bigger overarching story to follow along with it it's almost like pinocchio or dumbo or something. yeah ex- i mean exactly that's such a good example of what i'm kind of going for which is just like hey look little kids can survive tough situations too. Like right. you could do it also, you know? So I really think that's where I kind of like accepted oh. that level of shallowness and the, the heavier substance to mm-hmm. it, which is that that's what it's, this is a story for kids to show that they can also rise up through, or, you know, through these very crazy situations, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're not, you're absolutely right that most of this movie is just kind of like people running around and getting shot for no good reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the first people I feel terrible about is Dr. Layton because mm-hmm. Rock is like, yo, what the fuck, dude? You building a robot for my dad? Fuck that. Yeah. And Everyone's like, like, I love my dad, but fuck you for building a robot for explicitly for my dad. And I love to just run up. What the? Right out the gate. Who is that the devil? That's the devil. Right out the gate. It's just like, I'm not your dad. And he's yeah. like, all right, all right, whatever you say, dad. Yeah. Like, okay, dad. Think every dad would say that. <laughs> Do you hear dad in there? He's so stupid. I love him. He's such a joker, man. <laughs> Fucking dad's the best. I'm so much like him. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna go shoot somebody. Help help me feel a little happier. <laughs> God damn it. Regardless, Rock looked cool. I yeah, like the way he yeah. looked, and I like that he had this fucking gun that he's just like, I'm gonna shoot everybody and everything. I don't give a fuck. And you know what? I would say for the first half, I did think he was a robot. How and especially with the way, the way he acted. Well, not only the way he acted, when um the uh, the dad is talking about him, he mm-hmm. says, I found you on the street one day. And yeah. I don't know why I wasn't thinking of an orphan child, but yeah, I was like, thinking of like, oh, yeah, he found a robot. In the yeah. street, and he's been just like that the whole time. And yeah. even if he was like lying to him, be like, "Oh, you're just an orphan child," that would still be a good like fake story to have for mm-hmm. your robot assassin butler, yeah. you know, right. little boy. You know, God, fuck, he should have been a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, dude. Rock should have been no, a robot. It's fine because that would have been. <laughs> I think it's fine. That would have been the big reveal. Would have for him would have been that he was demonizing what he had always been. The you know the entire movie where he was like out to kill the robots because he's like they're they're stealing our jobs. You know, <laughs> but the but the problem with that would have been the fact that it would have defeated the fir- purpose of Tima because she was. She was supposed to be that. Like, right. she didn't know she was a robot. She was so advanced, so perfectly made that she thought she was a human. Yeah. You know? And so I guess if, you're right. It would yeah. have taken some steam off of there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That That is fair. But I feel like if a, the, a good rewriter could have come in there and kind of cooked it the way that he was Tima two oh, point point one. Yeah, yeah. What if what if he was the doctor's first creation? Yeah. Exactly. And it was obviously a huge fucking failure. Yeah. Doctor Layton yeah. was just like, Rock, what are you doing back here? You can't be in here. You can't see this, you know. But for a different reason, for, exactly. because he's like, I don't want you to see how you were birthed. That but you I also were feel like a failed a, experiment, you know. That's also a completely different story, you know. That's true. I just feel like 
the story here wasn't cooked well enough. And mm-hmm. so you kind of have to surplant it with a couple of other things here and mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this other aspect in the movie, which is this weird, non-spoken, not explained feud between Duke Red and President Boone. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, ah, I can't wait to see you fail. And it's like, fail what? And then like, the, it's for the uprising, but then it's never explained until the uprising is happening. Well, and it's just like. Yeah. And well, Duke Red's also like supporting President Boom in the background, like mm-hmm. financially. Yeah. And stuff like that. So everybody knows that Duke is like really in charge, but at the same time, they know he's not in charge. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's definitely interesting. What does that call it? It's a weird a, dynamic. They say it in the movie. It's a public secret. You yeah, know? it's like yeah. where everybody knows, but it's not. A, it's not for, like formal information. You yeah, know? like uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan being a racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows, but we just don't talk about yeah, it. It's a public <laughs> secret. Um, but I like uh, I like the detective a lot. Yes, I thought mm-hmm. the t- detective who was supposed to shoot Sakaban or main is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he um he's from Japan, right? Yes. He's, him and him and Kenichi, him and Kenichi, Kenichi. are like our co-leads is what yeah. I kind of say to that. Where would you say this is based in America? So I didn't want to bring it up in our last episode, but I was like this is another European. Yeah. Like this is European like a western or I guess an eastern european kind of place, I think. Yeah, Cuz it has yeah. to be fairly close for him to go from Japan, but then again, Japan's not that far from America either. That's true. Uh, the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's never said, but also the Duke read I think there was an underlining idea that his like whole Gestapo kind of people were maybe a symbol. Oh, for dude, Nazis. they also yeah. looked like because they like overthrew yeah. the yeah. government. And they had a coup. Over, yeah, yeah, as they, like them being like he's the smarter leader. He should be ruling this country. Yeah, and the guy, one of the guys in a military uniform that was working for Duke Red, mm-hmm. totally looked like an SS officer. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, yeah. The one fucking that I, color scheme and everything. The main one that like actually betrayed the president when exactly. he was. They were like, "Oh, just ask this jerk oh. off," and he looks like the most evil thing you've ever seen in a movie. And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, plot twist: he betrays you." And, <laughs> and they have that weird like moment where he's just standing there, and it's like war going on right behind him. Yeah, and stuff. that and part I was like, "This I'm movie." I'm thinking about it. This came right after World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, or the, the original. The, it was written, yeah, yeah. originally mm-hmm. written in 1949, right after World War Two. Yeah, there was so, some, there was some feels there. Yeah, <laughs> Japan. Yes, basically Germany. I could, yeah, yeah. So I think this was once again mm-hmm. Germanic. Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's I didn't want to bring it up in our last episode because yeah. I didn't want to start talking about this. <laughs> but I was like, this is another Germany. Well, and even bringing that in further, it's biblical because we get the tower the, of babylon exactly. story or you know babel story within it and now i'm trying to figure out what they even call the stupid building in this movie it's like the zattergast the, 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 oh, the, the ziggurat the ziggurat there you go i'm I write think, that in here i forgot what that is but that's a it's in, one of the towers don't they mention that it's a, it's okay it's a it's a type of structure that used to be built in egypt yeah to uh, symbolize power kind of like an obelisk mm-hmm yeah. Precisely. 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 But yeah, it was all for the ziggurat. Um Dude, all for the ziggurat. Can that be our metal band? Dude. Honestly, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> dude. I was I was at work the other day and sorry, this is completely off topic. You're fine. But I was at work the other day and I was um I was in an attic 
I had to pull up a wire and rerun a new wire. So I had to make like a J box up there. And I was all J box in the attic. That's yeah, yeah. J box in the attic. I was hoping that's where you're going with that. <laughs> when you say you're in an, in an attic, uh, the same joke always pops in my head. And it's like, what were you doing inside that addicted person? Yeah. And I, I was I, fixing them. You need, to stop, you need to stop sleeping with people who have these problems, Paul Damien. I know? was playing that. I was playing that song. Uh, by Coldplay, fix you. Yeah, clocks yeah. inside all um, these addicts. <laughs> what are we just the rest of the? That's <laughs> what it's about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, the ziggurat, which they don't explain it's, what it does. Well, they do. They it do? um it basically messes with the magnetic field that That's is given right. off by we see them shoot the big by the sun. Right. beam into the sun and they're like we're gonna make solar flares yeah that's fun right so it's, basically they probably create a strong enough magnetic field that it pulls a solar flare into out, earth out of the sun just to eject more magnetic oh that's right what i don't understand is us. why they would do the test run on their own city because he basically makes it sound like when he explains the technology that they could kind of unleash it on any part of the planet they wanted to. You know, it's like a weapon that mm-hmm. they've created. And they're like, against the government's permission, you created this super weapon? He's like, hell yeah, I fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking Dr. Evil. Give I me think a million like dollars. Red Skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably to show that there's no links that they won't go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? But, and it mostly affected the robotic population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it only affected them. Yeah. Well, I mean, mentioned... the mayhem affects everybody, yeah. But, but yeah. But it's because they run off of, like, radio waves and right. stuff like that, probably, or some form Microwaves, of... Microwaves. Yeah. One of those radiation. waves. <laughs> but magnetic fields fuck with those. And so we see the robots, like, create mayhem. They're, like, right. thrashing their vacuums against the walls and breaking windows. And beating the fuck out of people. Which, I was like, this movie is fucking bonkers this movie's crazy because for us for not even a second have i really grabbed onto any threads that's taking me into the next scene right it's just shit just kind of keeps happening and i'm like i love it it looks great the colors are fucking phenomenal the animation is dope but why do i give a shit exactly you know what it also kind of reminds me of it kind of makes me think of like how fast shit can hit the fan yeah Mm -hmm. you know so like yeah there's not a thread leading you from one point to another, but in life there isn't always something leading from one thing to another. Sometimes shit just fucking starts That's happening. So true, you man. know what so, I mean? So I robot of them, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad now. Go yeah. get them. Go can get I, them. Can I talk about one of my favorite coworkers for just a second? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he is a robot? Al- <laughs> yeah. Is it Albert too? <laughs> it's Fifi. So his name, I'm not going to say his name, um, but he's this older man and he's teaching me how to use this fucking huge machine that inserts, it folds documents and then inserts them into envelopes and then seals the envelopes and prints the the postage on the envelope. Dude, how, fa- it, how fast is it? You can, it goes fucking fast. It and then just shoves it right up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, it can go, I think up to 10,000 envelopes per hour. Damn, so, Damn dude. Yeah. So it's pretty fast. It, fucking shit. It, it's old as shit oh. and probably should never go that fast. Is it older than your coworker? I no. No, this <laughs> machine. Wow. This machine's from the 80s, I believe. <laughs> He's Damn. from like the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is an older man. Um so what do you think is going to break down first? Him <laughs> exactly. It's the real chicken or the egg situation. I'm not going to lie. I hope the machine does. Okay. Who came first? Good. Um but anyway, I I love this man. He's he's awesome. Can He's we funny. Name him James. 
James. Yeah. Okay. Name him James. That yeah, sounds good. I love James, James is cool. Um, but James. James has a very thick Mexican accent, and he, you know, he's he's a very modest man. He talks about how smart the machine is, and he starts to compare it. He says, he says, "Have you ever seen the movie I Robot?" <laughs> And I'm like, go on. I, if for the sake of the conversation, I say yes because I yeah. actually haven't. Yeah, but well, I know we what... should watch that movie. You're like James, absolutely. <laughs> James, that is my favorite. That movie. is my favorite. Five movie, seen it thirty six times. <laughs> that is my favorite motion picture. I love William Smith, James. <laughs> my favorite part is when he beats the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they named the robot in the movie. <laughs> Very timely. This comes out in two weeks. <laughs> anyway, um, he compares this fucking old S machine that is breaks down constantly <laughs> to the, how smart the robots are in iRobot. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like iRobot. He's proud of his boy. <laughs> hey, that, that machine's smart. It's it's not the best worker, but it's smart. You do, okay. do 10,000 envelopes in an hour, motherfucker. Yeah, I fuck cannot you, for sure. <laughs> Oh, who's God. the idiot now? <laughs> <laughs> it's way smarter than you. That's the thing. He was like pointing at like where like the main chip is, and he was like, "It has a mind of its own." And I was like, "I'm like, confident it doesn't." <laughs> what if you're like my cell phone's smarter than that thing? What if you walked in one day and he was having a whole ass conversation with him, like it was talking back to? Like, yeah, and then he walked in there. He's like, "Oh, just do with the papers." <laughs> yeah. What if you heard it? it was like, I really don't like that Ian person. He's like, "I love you, Stacy. I'm gonna get you out of here." <laughs> I'm going to repair you. I'm going to put wheels on you. We're going to see the open road. There, there won't be a peasant for miles. She's like, we will be together always, James. <laughs> and then she prints. <laughs> she's like, when we stop at our first <laughs> at our first uh, uh, hotel, can we watch iRobot? Um, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll finish talking about iRobot. <laughs> I just don't understand. Had to be quiet for a moment. It's a penguin. Hey, guys, we're back. We're talking about iRobot. <clears throat> so Sunny, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, think, that's the robot's name I in the movie. The I've never movie. seen that movie. Have you really not? I've seen it. I've not seen it. Um, I think he's played by Alan Tudyk, who plays K2SO. No, it's another Will Smith. Robot. Will Smith is the main character. No, Sunny. Sunny. Like always, Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, Sunny with a chance of meatballs. Um, let's talk about uh, Pedro <laughs> Metropolis, who yeah, is I, a, a very Sunny character. Well, Sonny's I don't I don't know iRobot. I don't want to yeah. try and figure it out right now. But we but, do know Pero because we yes. did watch this movie. Yeah. Um and I really I thought he I thought his design was cool as fuck. I thought he looked awesome. I know. From the moment we got to see him and like I had gotten to see him in like the some of the artwork that I saw for when we were before we watched the movie and I thought he looked so badass. I was like, I cannot wait to see what this fucking blue and red robot's all about. I know. He um, looks so cool. I love his design. But I even liked his personality type, which was just like this incredibly humble, like detective droid, which was just like, oh, sorry, I'm kind of useless, but here's all the information you need to solve this thing right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he leads uh, Detective uh, Shun Shunsaku. Yeah, yeah. Shunsaku. Um, and Kenichi down into level one. Were they called levels? Level one Section and level two? Or- Oh, Sector man. one or level they were, layer one. They're levels, I think. I think we'll they're say level one. Level, yeah, level one. Um, which is basically there's a surface level. Mm-hmm. And then as you go further down into Metropolis, which is I I imagine an ever expanding into the sky city that 
uh, you get into, I guess, the more like the slums and poverty, yeah, like the, the sub layers yes. of right. the world, yeah. <clears throat> which I love already. I think that that's such mm-hmm. a cool aspect. Um, and then they go down into level one, which is already just the first layer, mm-hmm. and it's already run down to shit. Um, and that's where Doctor Layton is working, and Doctor Layton is wanted for human exper- experimentation in Japan. And so that's why Detective Shunsaku is even, even there. Yeah. yeah. And has decided to bring his very young nephew along on a, what is <laughs> no doubt a very dangerous detective yes. mission. And is just like, oh, yeah, just come on. Come help me. There, This is where shit hits the fan for the first time. Rock had just been in Dr. Layton's shit and he shot up everything. Right. Dr. Layton. All the heroin. You know, yeah. All the coke. He just shot it all up. Caused explosions in the yeah. meth lab. Yeah. Dr. Layton is obviously working on... Tima, which is the big hinge of this whole movie. Um, but Rock shot, I don't know, like a fucking full round, a full clip into just the surroundings of Dr. Layton's lab. And we don't ever see what blows up, but just suddenly it's blowing up. He's got a badass gun. Bro. Yeah, he really does. He honestly has a pretty And knows cool exactly gun. what to shoot to blow up a whole building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this is where the movie like derails everybody and everyone goes in different directions Mm-hmm. And I maybe I didn't catch it, but Kenichi and Shunsaku are separated, and there's no real urgency for Shunsaku to find, find him. Yeah, find Kenichi for there, so long. There is and there isn't. Like he's like, I gotta find Kenichi, but then later you see him like sitting eating food, <laughs> yeah. or, like sitting at a bar, just, like, hanging out with the robot. Yeah, yeah and it's like <laughs> Pedro and, and him are just eating hot dogs. Yeah. And there's like one throwaway line where Pedro's like, "Shouldn't we find your nephew?" And he's like, "Ah, he's a tough kid; he can handle himself." Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. I guess this isn't even your child. Like, and Kenichi's not even that tough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, where are his parents? Do they not give a shit that you're eventually, like, by the end of this, you're going to abandon him in this city? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this dynamic between the two of y'all? Um, the real quick, the, a lot of the signage in layer or mm. level one, I was laughing at because it would be stuff like, um, it would say ice on one hand and then on the other hand, it would have ice cream cone. And then in the middle between, it would say, like, ice creams, sandwiches. And it's just, like, like someone who was translating it just yeah. didn't know. There was, there was this one that said chicken, but the I was before the H. Oh, no. And then there was one that said hell beer. <laughs> and I was That's like, awesome. okay, cool. I like hell beer. Yeah, I love hell beer. <laughs> but it was just funny where it would just be, like, plural of things that aren't plural. Mm-hmm. I can't I, remember what it was. I just remembered there's zones. Zones. zones, yes, and specific specific robots can only go to specific zones. That's as right. Well. And Pero, being a uh, fucking detective, a bot. detective bot, can go to any zone. He has That's clearance right. anywhere. Yeah. Technically, yeah. I remember seeing uh, the signage for Zone One before I had watched the movie, and mm. it just showed like the big landscape, and it said Zone One, all quirky. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is this a Sonic like, game? Like, what is this?" I like when the you see rock killed the very first robot that mm-hmm. we really basically see in the movie and inside the robot's body there's like tagging where it says zone one on it yeah and it's in red and it looks badass does it really yeah i thought it looked really good is that not fifi this is a different robot no it's this is the... at the very beginning uh, of the movie okay. when uh yeah rock is already Kenichi super prejudiced just got it got there yeah yeah, yeah he's already uh, he's already uh hates those fucking socket lovers you know <laughs> he's just not having it with them <laughs> fucking um, socket so. lovers <laughs> back to vision fucking toasters um yeah so fifi uh, again i love this fucking character Mm -hmm. no 
there's no it's not until right before Fifi's apparent death that we even learn its name is Fifi because it on all the robots their their names are Albert too, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which I thought was fucking hilarious. Just the idea of just a bunch of robots named Albert well, too, and then like the little vacuum units were Albert ones, uh, like the little blue vacuum units okay. that were also down there had Albert one on them, and then the larger like trash can units yeah. were the Albert twos. And I like, I mean, I always like that kind of element. That's, I like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um. It's like uh, Dyson 1 and Dyson 2 or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but we learned that this specific one is named Fifi, and it's like a big garbage can. And I love it. I think it's so funny, and I think it's cool that it's helping out Tima and mm-hmm. Kenichi. Um, and then Rock is trying to shoot Tima because he hates Tima for no explained reason. For trying to steal dad. Because he's a misogynist. We already explained it. And he obliterates Fifi and dude, that made me so upset. I know. There's there's so many parts in this movie where I'm like, this could be a movie I show my kids. And then there's so many parts where I'm like, they might have to be like 12 before they watch it. (laughs) Because like, there's there's so many parts where I think even the the caption they say like bullshit and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not terrible. But there's also like a lot of weird parts too in this movie. Mm Like sludge bodies, or like when her body is like coming apart. Yeah. Let's talk about Tima. Tima was designed to sit upon the throne in the ziggurat and yeah. to be a re- essentially a reincarnation of Duke Red's, Duke Red's dead daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. And he he wanted essentially when she sits on the throne of the ziggurat, she would then fuse with the computer, or mm-hmm. is supposed to fuse with the computer, and basically have the power to rule the world she's like i mean it's how i saw she is the key to the weapon you know it right. requires her being like the con- thing to control it in order for it to even function at all you know or they use it once without her i guess that's true so i i guess maybe f- continuous yeah or like you know to make to it its run- full capacity you yeah know, like the targeting systems and things like that you know so is it hubris that duke red wants it to be his daughter wants it to have a mind of its own Wants it to be a a living body. The greatest robot ever created. Rather than just the programming and the, like, access key on a USB drive that plugs into the throne. Like, what? There's no explained aspect on why it needs to be Tima. So that he can control it. Other than symbolism. And symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just. And hubris. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's got to be what it is. More than anything. Like, he just. He was so arrogant that he thought that he could I he's I don't want to say it like this, but essentially hold the power of God. Yeah. In oh, his yeah. hands. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Which it's funny because this takes us back to Full Metal Alchemist. It, yeah. Where, where a lot of scientists in um in that manga or anime believe that they are above God. Right. And stuff like that. That they have new command over. Mm-hmm. Oh he man! He didn't even create her. He just paid someone to do it. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lex Luthor over here, Fucking asshole. There's a part well, where Lex Luthor creates his own stuff. No, he doesn't. I think it's a mix of both. Um, Doctor Layton and Duke Red are having a conversation at the beginning um, about human experimentation, mm-hmm. and he's like, "There's no human parts," and he's, he's like, like no, "No, she all fake, completely yeah. synthetic. I made every part myself." Do you think that's true? Yes, I, I think so. I think. In the past, he just learned his lesson from it, you know? Do you think he found some sort of, like, we codex? We see her heart, yeah. Well, that's true. 
do you think he found some sort of codex on how a human works and that's why he was able to then replicate it in yeah, this I'm sure just way? decades of experience in the field and having worked with human organs he's learned to like make synthetic versions of them you know right. and worked with them enough to be like oh this is how it works here's an artificial version that i've now yeah. manufactured i'm ha- kind of happy he died really <laughs> yeah he's a, he seemed like a bit of a hobgoblin i mean he, pro- <laughs> he probably absolutely was um but no i definitely agree that uh i really think this was like how he describes like the culmination of all of his work and it was more the fact mm. that he finally just had someone to bankroll right his dream of creating this thing right. and so he never had any intentions of ever giving, giving her up or giving her right. over he was just manipulating duke red uh that's right so he could create the thing his frank his ultimate frankenstein you know yeah so I think it was just dreams coming Fuck true yeah. for him that he was just using some rich asshole to bankroll. We should um we should make uh either a band or a comic and name it the ultimate Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, bring back the ultimate universe in Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Do a Frankenstein book. That is that's the book. We're yeah. bringing it back. We're bringing it's the, it's the he's, Frankenstein. He's what starts. The, the new the, ultimate the, universe. The new <laughs> ultimate universe. Yeah. Um, the rest of this movie is pretty much. Uh, Shunsaku, Shunsaku and um, Pedro on their own trying to kind know, of casually find kimchi. Yeah. 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 Trying then, to find Kenichi while there's with, like a riot going on. Right. And also solve who murdered Dr. Layton because yeah, he's right. like, I didn't want, I don't want to have to have come here for nothing. I need to right. have answers to, for the people who are expecting me back home again. And then Kenichi and Tima are learning each other and walking around. Hanging out mm. with bots and yeah. rebels. You know, they run into some rebel scum named like Atlas and stuff yeah. or something. Um, and then, uh, also, fucking Rock is just desperate to kill Tima. Yes, extremely desperate to kill her. Man, dude, every time I think about Rock, I want him to be a robot so fucking <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just think that this movie would work so... So it would work over time. It'd make the fact that he was so obsessive over it make more sense. The fact that it's more like broken programming and not just like obsessive little boy, you know, with daddy issues. I can I can see what y'all are talking about. But at the same time, for me, the movie <laughs> wouldn't like it wouldn't give off the same Tima I had guess, to be more morals it was yeah. trying to give off. Right. There wouldn't be the same underlining tone that the movie was trying to give you. Right. Tima you know had I mean? to be one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think you're completely right. Um it just I I wish some character had some sort of weird new arc or new twist that kind of propelled them up. Um also I huh? I was gonna say, isn't it weird as well that like this is like the fourth or fifth anime slash manga or whatever that we've done where it deals with Robots. sentient life <laughs> yeah. in some way or another. Cause like you can argue that the Alberts are sentient as yeah. well. Yeah. No, yeah, like, for sure. Fifi decides to help them. Yeah. Exactly. It, the other Albert twos are like just cluttered on a ramp or something. Just yeah. <laughs> Hang waiting out. to get mowed down mm-hmm. and, and and Fifi's the one that's like Fifi no I'll help you move around and bring escape. some food yeah, yeah. Fifi brings them a smorgasbord of all kinds of good he stuff puts, okay and he helps them hide by putting them in the corpses of, of other opportunities yeah. what the fuck like <laughs> imagine in his brain he's like those are their dead bodies hiding their dead bodies he's like oh there's my brother Fufu just put him <laughs> on you know <laughs> Foo-foo and Fei-Fei. <laughs> <laughs> it's just different vowels. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, there's, there's the other thing. There's, um, this movie feels like it was made for people who have already consumed the original manga. And they're like, look at how we can convert or, or twist these ideas into this new painting, this new light, this new color. And I, that's what it feels like mostly. These to me. cool new forms of animation. I'm actually like really interested in reading it in the original manga. Yeah, yeah. to I, see how similar it is. I I feel like it's going to be more dissimilar because I think the manga goes on for lots more than what this movie has. Fair enough. And the movie is kind of cramming every big set piece into this. And like that's Akira. Why, yeah. That's why these it feels are, interstitial and stuff like that. These are the big brush strokes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that really had to be in the movie. It's and the we're missing, movie. Yeah, we're missing. Exactly. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, it's exactly that. But, but I mean, that, that feels like what Otomo is kind of good at is taking a larger... The core parts. Yeah, and breaking it down to just the core parts and making that matter. Fair so, I, I mean, I thought... It is a little shallow in the storyline, but it's still presented exactly in such a beautiful and essentially concise way where there's not a whole lot of like, wait, what's going on or yeah. why is this happening? We're pretty much confident of what's going on and why the entire time, except for maybe like Rock's overall motives, yeah. which just ended up being exactly nothing more to flesh out than just a boy with daddy issues. You know? I, think, <laughs> I think everyone's motives are confused a little bit. You think so? Yeah. Because, I mean, besides Sh- Shunsaku and, and, and Tima and Kenichi, it there's no real, like, reason why anyone is really doing anything. Like, Duke Red never explains mm-hmm. why. He just seems power hungry yeah. in some sort of way. But that's the key word, seems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no... there's, And I don't need them to outright explain it to me but yeah. i just i wish there was some point where at all any character finally goes like yeah there's what that's the thing that solves my thing you know what i mean mm-hmm, like true. rock realizing he's a robot he's like ah as a robot the whole time you know no, no like, wonder i was so obsessed with this shit yeah. yeah um but yeah the movie goes on um what I didn't expect that I really liked, just to throw out there really quick, was that I didn't expect Tima to not know she was a robot yeah. for a big chunk of the movie. I was expecting more Astro Boy. I thought it was going to be mm. like, a, oh, look, I'm like this cool super person. Yeah. I can shoot lasers and fly around or something. Yeah. I thought there would be much more robotic elements to her as a character. So I was genuinely surprised and a baby bit confused that she just didn't even it didn't click yeah. to anybody that this girl with like floating golden hair they were like oh yeah she's she's just a normal girl yeah she's just a normal ass girl what are you talking about she's barefoot in a war environment yeah, but yeah normal ass girl <laughs> and that that makes it actually it makes sense that you say that because like um why if she just found out she's a robot why get so mad you know that people are killing robots it's not like you had these feelings about you being a robot right. this yeah. entire time you're like i just found out i'm a robot you killed a robot earlier, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Like, you but, know? Oh, like, those are my bros. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you just clicked. And like, those like, are my Al bros, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, that part would have transitioned better if she knew she was a robot mm-hmm. a lot earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't think any of us can really flat out decipher what happened with the underlining theme of the president wanting this to happen where there was the uprising and them uprising because the robots took their jobs. Yeah. Like there's no, 
<laughs> the Turker Jabs. The Turker Jabs. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that <laughs> explains any of that. It just starts happening, and yeah. you're kind of like putting it together like, yeah. Hey, how many jobs do you think that envelope machine took? Exactly. It could make 10,000 10, a day? I mean, 10,000 oh. an hour, bro? Think about oh. how many people it would take to do 10,000 in an hour. You know what's crazy, Paul Damien? Back in the nine, early 90s, there's two of those machines now in, in my where I work. There used to be like eight, and they would all be running constantly. Damn. That's how much email. That's how much less mail Dude. there is now. Yeah, physical mail there is now. That's what it is. That's crazy. That's the big job killer is electronic. Do you think there's a digital version of that machine? Just now they're just like <laughs> pretending <laughs> to send out emails. <laughs> it's like the loading screen of like I'm an email. Dead. That's that's Damn. where that's where uh James's machine goes uh, when it dies. That's its heaven. It I, gets implanted into the, the digital. Internet. I, I, I saw this video that reminded me of um Reed Richards. Uh-huh. And it was this man talking about destructive um destructive technology mm. um so essentially he was like that disrupts yeah disruptive technology there you go and he was saying like it would be awesome if we could build teleporters but think about all the jobs that would be lost so there would be no more transportation yeah um there would no, people, be no more bus drivers no more people who run the factories that build cars exactly everything can literally be done from your homes there's no more airplanes yeah. you don't have to worry about airplanes anymore um ships would be probably less there's probably still be ships you know yeah. um but transportation was just out the window yeah millions of jobs right there but it's like um he's there was another thing that he was saying oh security like personal security you know people would be more scared what if somebody could hack your teleporter just walk right into your home oh, from yeah. across the country you know and stuff like that and it's just weird you know yeah. thinking about how much we want to advance technology but then we have to think about everything like that. It's like um, companies that have fucking like Windows 98 as their mm. like sh shipping documents and stuff like that. If that gets hacked and fucked up, uh, no one gets milk that month. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's just so easy that we we advance in one way, but then we forget all the other layers to protect. Them. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's weird. It's like uh, solar-powered cars, man. We're going to suck up the whole sun. Everybody starts driving solar-powered cars, we're gonna, the sun's going to go. That's how <laughs> what that are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that there's people out there that believe that's how that works. Though. Like, I can imagine people are like, fuck it, they're bad for the environment because of the, the fucking sun. They take all their sun away. They're sucking sun. all the sun up. How yeah. is my tree in the backyard supposed to grow if I take all the sunlight with my car? How am I supposed to get a good tan? If my fucking Tesla's taking it all, you know, it's getting the good tan out here. Arguably, uh, electric, electric cars are really bad for the environment as well. Though. Oh, interesting. Because of uh, disposing it, of batteries. I'd argue oh. humans are bad for the environment. <laughs> yes, definitely. All together. Definitely. We just need a vehicle running on water, bro. If we can get a vehicle to run on water, which they've it's done it in the past. and uh, <laughs> Run literally person, on water. <laughs> that person disappeared. <laughs> Um, oh, I, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he just went to Waterworld. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he went swimming yeah. with the fishes. That's probably the reality of it. He, he invented something so great. Like people from another multiverse were like, oh, you don't belong in this shitty universe. Like, yeah. come on. They just took him out. And they're like, they're like, never going to figure this shit out here. The you Council need to go. of Reeds or something. You're like, oh, Reed, you're from a bad universe. You should come join mine. <laughs> um, I think that's ultimate Reed Richards. <laughs> the worst of them. Uh, okay, this movie. 
Um, let's talk about a couple of funny names I found in there. There was Atlas. There was Lamp. There was Rock. Yeah, who's Atlas and Lamp? Atlas There's... was the leader of the rebels. That oh, one I okay. do remember. That okay. he had like the four little buns and the hat mm. on the head. And he was he... like, they're finally going to give us our day in the sun. It's like, what's making you He was think the one that killed Pero, right? He's like, yeah. He, yeah, he was the one who killed Pero. He shot Pero. Right that in the scene was head. so beautifully done mm-hmm. where he kills him. And like, because they don't even really show it, they just show the movement of him aiming it and then him just like with yeah. his mm-hmm. arm up in the air. And it's just, oh, dude, it's so well done. It's directed phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also Lamp, who's one of the dictator guys, I guess. And oh, then okay. there's Ham and Egg. Who the fuck are Ham and Egg? Yeah, who are Ham, and egg? Ham and Egg is one dude. Probs oh, okay. and Mayhem. <laughs> Probs and Mayhem. It's, uh, Rock shoots him in the stomach and he tumbles over that thing way before he even starts shooting at Kenichi and, uh, mm-hmm. and Tima down with all the albums. That dude's name oh, was Ham and Egg? That guy's name was Ham and Egg? Really? Yeah. What the fuck? And then, of course, Minister of State Skunk. We of can't course. forget him. Skunk oh, of the yeah. State, bro. <laughs> Minister of Skunks. Oh, god damn it! What? I read that completely different. You read Skank or what? No, <laughs> I was reading the Master Skank. He's the Minister of State Skunk. Oh, uh, not skunk. he's not the Minister of State. Comma skunk. skunk. Yeah. yeah, he's the Minister of State Skunk. Dude, I love State Skunk. <laughs> skunk State. Which name of the, the next, stinky state? Name of my next band is State Skunk. Yeah. The Stinky State. That's funny. Um. Yeah, and then uh, let's go to the end, I guess. Oh, yeah, so she gets on the ziggurat. Dude, I love how much she flip-flops, where she's like, you know what, fuck all of you, I'm killing all of humanity in the next day. Insane. 19 hours. Hold on, I forget. There's a part where Tima is, I think, knocked out or something like that. She's without power or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, when he shocks her. Yeah, yeah, when when Rock rock shocks shocks her. her. Rock shocks her. Yeah, you should talk, I mean, because that's really was like one of the most disturbing scenes of this is where he kidnaps her and like is gonna like pseudo torture her for yeah a well minute. he's gonna yeah. like take her apart to find out how she works and stuff um, creepo. but uh sansuko or sun saku sun sun shun saku. saku detective shun saku turns out the lights yeah and you know because he's, a, he's a werewolf ass. he can yeah. see in the dark dude that i honestly I loved it. once again directed well um he takes her um i love that whenever because he has the notebook from Dr. Layton. Mm-hmm. And I guess somehow now he's a per- prime electrician. Well, I can imagine that it's like detailed. In like, well, in an advanced world, most people are going to have some basic understanding of technology. Like That's a that, good call. You know, but he's able to turn her back on mm-hmm. pretty much or repower her. Um, and all while he's doing this, he's in a gi the entire time. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was badass. Wearing over the very normal modern clothes that yeah. he had, because we even see him pushing up the sleeves to have to try to wear. I actually loved that scene because it's the notebook. I had to blame yes. it all on the red notebook, and it's the fact that I he's, just, you meant the movie, yeah, the notebook. he's just following instructions as best as he kind of can to be like, I guess this is maybe how our power source yeah. is supposed to fucking be, you know? Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed that entire I, scene where he has to, like, try to figure it out, and same thing, all the technology is, like, old, like, rotary phone right. tech yeah. and stuff, so... I don't know. I like the idea that he was just that like ingenuitive of a person. You know, right. this is the this is the kind of detective that literally travels to a different country for his case. You know, this guy mm-hmm. will do whatever he needs to to get his case solved. You know, yeah. whether it be having to fucking turn a Pretty robot on, on yeah, the most <laughs> sophisticated robot in the galaxy. Yeah, he's just that fucking good, man. Would he <laughs> essentially be like part of Interpol? I guess so. If he has to travel like a to Japanese Europe, branch of Interpol, I think so. I think that's a. I think good he's a idea. PI. 
is the other thing. Oh, private that, investigator. That's right. Because Kenshi's like, oh, uh, my uncle's a private investigator. And then he's like, stop, or a private detective. And then he cuts off. He's like, oh, a private reporter. And yeah. Like, oh, he's a reporter. And so I think that he was even a private investigator sent right. to like for someone specific. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, the she goes, how does she end up with Duke Red again in the ziggurat? Oh, he takes her. The stairs. They, they go up. Um, fuck. I well, because he, find, he so meets well her now. on the yeah. They yeah. they have the encounter on the staircase where where they're going up yeah. to the building. Shunsaku gets shot by oh, Red, that's right? Mm-hmm. And then he, Duke Red just shows up and is like, yeah. he's like, uh, fucking, he's all, fucking Tima. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say fucking Rock. Yeah, yeah what are you doing, Rock? He's yeah. immediately the boy around, and then he's like, oh hey, that's my real daughter. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> immediately he's like, fucking Rock. <laughs> Did you guys think that Shunsaku was dead? I was I was worried for him, but I figured he'd had to lo- live, or it would have been mm. even more dramatic. Like where Kenshi would be like, "No," and like run over to him or that something. You know? Yeah, but like, I because you don't hear the crack of the gun or anything. You just mm. see him like flailing back his suit, opening up, and you're just like, "Oh shit, he just got shot." I definitely didn't think he'd be beaten ass a few <laughs> scenes later. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it looked like he was using that arm mm-hmm. to yeah. beat his ass later. Hell yeah, he was. Um, Fuck yeah, bro. But anyway, the Duke Red takes them into the ziggurat. Yeah. Um, Kenichi has been kidnapped for a while. Um, to you be used as like a hostage, trying to try motivation to get, tool for her. Yeah, yeah. Tima right. did actually do it. Because then, yeah, Tima does end up back there again. Um, and then that's when it's explained to her that everything, this whole thing, was built for her, and mm. she's to be the new queen of the world, pretty much. Because um, she, now she has the ultimate power. Um, which has to all be symbolism for something that I am not catching. Like just kind of going over your this head. This movie, yeah, this movie's a big uh, simile for something that we didn't get. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it. I, I think they kind of just say it. it's like um the the like the Tower of Babel. Yeah. You know, and it's essentially the same story. Humans trying to create yes. more than we should. You know, We're, getting too yeah. close to God, and so we have to be mm-hmm. punished and torn back and, down again. Yeah, and they and they that's said, what she is. You know, yeah. she, they, the the mm. ziggurat is more of the imagery of it, but she is the actual thing that we've created that is now too close right. to God. You and know, Shunsaku even says it like this time, or no, it's not him; it's somebody else. They say um, God destroyed the Tower of Babel, right. you know, but this time it won't be God. Yeah, and they say it'll be us, but it's you know, obviously, it's not. It's the robot. It's what yeah. they created, right? You know, which reminds me of Halo. Oh, where the the, yeah. the video guy, crea- game guy had to bring up a video game. The created become the creators, and they move forward oh, to right. evolve. That's yeah. Does it remind you of Hunter Hunter too? Does it remind? No, I mean, isn't that Prometheus also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Where we keep playing with these same themes. It's always AI and God. Right? We <laughs> should watch the movie AI. And God. And God. <laughs> and God. Um, On God, we should watch that. <laughs> Rock is fighting, what, the other leagues of Duke Red's, like, Nazi guys? Or mm-hmm. is he fighting robots? I can't remember what he's fighting. But he's serendipitously right next to a robot or a button that'll blow every fucking thing up. And Oh, yeah. He's, like, typing it. Okay, so that's when... All the robots come in, yeah, and they're kind of taking over because oh, it's she, the uprising. Tima, it's the uprising. Yeah. Tima, Tima has made, made all the robots. 
big bads, you know? Yeah. It's uh, iRobot. Yeah. yeah. They're attacking. And so it's the uprising, and Rock is fighting them all, and he's Oh, my fucking God. Perfectly... This is iRobot. I yeah. fucking hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The tower... Yeah, everything, everything, everything the about robots it, yeah. attacking. Holy shit! Didn't this come out before iRobot too? Yes, I mean, iRobot is this. Is I guess what we're realizing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Asimov. When did Asimov write iRobot? Let's find that out. Because isn't it kind of crazy that Asimov also mm-hmm. um, called the whole thing of like I everything being I something? Like I am legend. <laughs> no, but like iPod. What am I iPhone. fucking typing? Oh, oh. It was the. It was dirty. I robot. You're fucking so tight, he wrote it in fifty, nineteen fifty. See, it came out after or the year. The later. year after. So Metropolis is first. But I mean, is that really enough time to influence an entire book? Not necessarily, no. right? Because he, he could have been writing it for years, ideas. serendipitously. Yeah. yeah. The same. Wow, that's. I think that's true genius. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is kind of, um, iRobot's kind of a Tower of Babel situation as well. Yeah. I'm assuming that it's because of the technological boom that was coming out of World War II and stuff. Like, robots yeah. were probably a really hot theme in the idea Science of fiction, them, And that sure. the idea of them taking over was probably just, like, something that people mm-hmm. really wanted to, like, automated. explore, delve that, into. Yeah. That and was I the think, first time that things were automated. I think in the 1950s Computers. is when... Like robots became kind of like mainstream, mm-hmm. as far as like uh, pop culture goes. Mm, yeah, yeah, with you know serials and stuff like that. Yeah, like exactly. Robots and you get and... the classic like box robot. Yeah. that's mainly from like the lost fifties kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking right, that is fifties. So both of these guys on opposite sides of the globes, because fucking Asimov's here in America, yeah. mm-hmm. even though he's of Russian def- des- descent, and then fucking uh, Tezuka in Japan are cooking up. Mm-hmm. Incredibly similar ideas at the was, same time. There was <laughs> probably so a good while while they were both writing at the same time because yeah. they came out only a year apart. But you kind of imagine it, it took a while to write it. Well, sometime. both of them, both of them stay in robotics as being their main output because there's Cyborg 009. I fucking love it. There's Astro Boy, and then Asimov has a whole series of robotic uh, books. So, in this sense, does this come before Astro Boy, or was Astro Boy created? I think Astro Boy might have been the 30s. Let's let's find that yeah. out. Because that was why I was like, dang, is this the chicken that came before the egg that is Astro Boy? Astro Boy. Uh, From nineteen fifty two? Yeah, I think you're right. So I think I think Metropolis was first. Wow. So you think later on Metropolis uh do you think they're in the same universe? They might be because like, a lot of the characters look like. Oh, yes. Rock! So, Rock might not die in the actual manga, it, though he dies in Metropolis, the yeah. movie, and he shows up in Astro Boy. So yeah, so w- yeah, it could just be years later. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. Um, regardless, there's a button that's gonna blow everything up. Rock presses it. Oh yeah, it <laughs> looks a, like he types a, a code. It looks yeah. like he types oh, a code, okay. but yeah, yeah, no, I get it. it, it yeah. <laughs> Because at the same time, it, it was also kind of just like, okay, here, this yeah. one, this this is the one. He just typed Don't... in blow up and yeah. then pushed the button. <laughs> and you would think that there would be like some sort of like glass panel he has to open mm-hmm. up or break. And, and a though... key or something you can put in in two different places that have to be turned at the same time. <laughs> but that's, that's, I, you I, I like that's really American. Yeah. Like... Um, and then that's when it starts playing Ray Charles's um, 
I can't stop loving you or Fucking whatever it's called. Beautiful. Dude. Beautiful. Atonal music choices that are somehow flawless. Oh, did y'all watch this in English or Japanese? I watched this in English. English. Oh, I watched it in Japanese. Oh. Yeah, really? I wanted the original experience for it. And yeah, so I was kind of blown away that, that song started playing and I was like I was I, I, it it just blows me away whenever Japanese like anime specifically has like these like super American Western. and, like westernized mm. music in it. You know, so it really shocked me when it started playing. Regardless, yeah. it's phenomenal suddenly. Yeah, I loved it. And this is when I was like I've changed my mind completely about this movie. Because I'm not going to lie, halfway point of this movie, like the 50-minute mark, tapping out. I took a nap. <laughs> I straight up was like, I'm not registering anything that's happening anymore. I need to take a nap. I, I literally did, fell asleep on the floor right here. I <laughs> did need to take a small break, but it was only like 10, 15 minutes. Same. I took yeah. a nap for about 30 to 40 minutes. And gotcha. then just continued the and movie. And then I got, up, I got up, I got a snack, and I finished watching the movie. <laughs> That's this funny. is what made it feel like Evangelion or something to me, which was that it just had all of these like crazy elements somehow like perfectly mashed together mm-hmm. in this like kind of like slow mo moment of all of these events having finally accumulated. I was fucking fully into it when the, when it was finally happening. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kenichi tries to save Tima. Tima has pretty much given herself over. Mm-hmm. Um. She has all these tendrils hanging off of her back from when the throne attached her body to herself. She's half of her skin is coming off. She looks really fucking cool. She's um, kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part where they both fall over the edge of the building as it's exploding. Yeah. And all of this stuff is so fucking cool. It's still playing Ray Charles. Um, and I called it like when they had fallen off, I was like, he's going to catch himself. He's going to look over and she's caught because of those tendrils hanging off of her back. I was already imagining it in my mind's eye. And sure enough, that's what happened. She was hanging there limp and he goes to try and save her. Um, And he's pulling up the cord and it's slowly unraveling and, and falling apart. And as it finally breaks, they grab hands. He grabs her hand. Yes. And he's desperately trying point, to convince yeah. her to grab back. And before she can finally like, muster any kind of muscle or anything she asks who am i or i guess in japanese it would be um i am who i am who yeah and she never grasps it slips and she falls to her death i so good honestly i don't know if uh that's supposed to be more symbolic than anything like the rest of the movie i think it you know i think it is symbolic now that we've talked about it fully mm-hmm. had this big discussion i think it's triggering in my mind that it's symbolic for the idea that we will <laughs> grow too I'm strong to... are you guys playing footsie no i keep trying to put my foot like right here and his foot's just like right there so i keep accidentally <laughs> touching it so now he's trying to play footsies with me i wonder what he's talking about <laughs> i want to say this thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's slipping away so let me... yeah, it's like timo won't grab me back um it's the it's symbolism for the idea that no matter how much we can rely on this technology, no matter how much we want it, maybe we can survive without it. Maybe we should try to. You guys are fucking, it's him. You're killing me. It's him. I'm trying to do my big Ray Charles at the end. Um. Uh. But yeah, that's. I think. I think it's saying that. Yeah, like we don't. We can't, we don't need this. We can't we don't need this technology. Depend on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's like showing that, that it's for us to rely on this kind of information would be our ultimate downfall. I mean, that really is mm-hmm. kind of the moral of the message, in my opinion, in that like we need to be careful with the technology we create. Oh, now you two idiots are doing it. <laughs> um, we need to be careful with the technology we create because that's where we will create the new Tower of Babel. You yes. know? Do you think it's also like, um, like, uh, uh, as far as like? No, I don't think it's like that at all. As so far anyway, as her no. falling and not being able to grab without, because she's not like she's still trying to process everything. Right. Do you think it also has like, um, what's it called? She's you're. You're so far gone where you can't really look and see like the oh, truth. Oh, yeah, like her humanity has has exactly. slipped that far away because she's so far advanced. Yeah, far advanced at this point, or at least so far gone at this point. Right, you know? but because she doesn't see it as a human would see it anymore. Yeah, or or because she sat on the throne, getting closer to God, it drove her insane. Yeah, you get Maybe. sucked. You, you know? get fucking all that sucked. information like sucked off into you. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. That it made <laughs> fucking yeah, sense. Bro. Oh, get Suck fucking that in- information shoved into your me. brain. You know, yeah. and then fucking be normal afterwards. Can't do it, man. <laughs> can't do it. Um. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of the movie. No, the end of the movie is he goes back down there. Uh, Fifi's alive again. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, the other robots back together, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe helped her or him put a- themselves back together. Um, and then he sees his uncle. He's like, Uncle Shuzaku! And he's like, oh, cool, you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. High five. Yeah. <laughs> High five, man. And then he, uh, Kenichi looks back at the robots and he's like, I think I'm going to stay here for a while. The city's demolished. Yes. He's like, I'm going to hang with the bots. <laughs> I think every human is dead. Pretty much. <laughs> Can you imagine coming back from report, Shunsaku, and he's just like, hey, so I went there and everyone died and I left my nephew. <laughs> and I was kind of right in the center of it all. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. Here's my report. They're building robots. No humans involved in in the or, uh, organizing of the robots. Homeboy's body. dead. Well, no, I was gonna be yeah. like, then they're like, "What about Doctor Layton?" He's like, "Who? <laughs> <laughs> Long dead." I think the moment I arrived, he died. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone's dead. My nephew's there living with robots. Maybe he could also be dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they tried to feed him like old fish bones or something. So but you, you forgot to mention that all the all the uh, worker robots also bring all the parts from Tima. Right, to they're him. they're finding all the parts yeah. and they give him the, the heart. heart. Um, very reminiscent, I guess. Maybe this predates um, uh, Iron Giant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, and that was another movie I was gonna bring up about when I was talking about how this falls between so many other things I feel I've I've experienced, but is still like its own unique element. I mean Iron Giant's another good one of like this is basically that on a different scale and just a bigger robot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Different time. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, Wait, does that also Oh no! Wait, that, never mind. Yeah, What's Iron Giant's like modern, yeah. like realistic time frame it's, from like the no, it's, I would say well, like, like the eighties, right? Yeah, but I mean, no, it's the sixties. It's 60s? like the sixties. Oh it's yeah, the Cold War. Yeah, you're right. I was gonna start talking about Spy Family, and then I was like, oh nope, that was not wrong what we're thing. About. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go on. It's during that warm war, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. Oh, you know? well, this is a good movie. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I think I, after talking to you guys, I think I like it. Well, and the thing was is I was kind of confused, like why we didn't see this on Toonami or like being shown like mm-hmm. on the Cartoon Network series is like when we were seeing things like Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of get it. It's for the same reasons as like Ghost in the Shell, which is that that delves even heavier and is definitely not appropriate for kids. But this feels like something that's like a little too much 
to like just put in the face of children. You know what yeah. I mean? It it doesn't until Rock starts shooting fucking everything with his badass handgun, and then it's yeah. like, okay, this kind of got heavier toned than I expected. So experiencing it, I was like, wow, I really feel like this is right in that wheelhouse wheelhouse of genre. like the anime that would have been pushed on us at that early yeah. age. And I'm well, very surprised that I'd never basically never even heard of this movie, much less seen it, you know? Yeah, no, I was pretty surprised about that too. And I can see where you're coming from. But I mean, Adult Swim had Ghost in a Shell, so I could—I don't sure. see why they wouldn't have this. I feel like at some point, at I least. feel like it falls weirdly in the middle, yeah. where it's like not cool and edgy. There's not too much like, <laughs> you know, for it to be on, <laughs> on Adult, Adult Swim, so and then good. it's not enough like Play, I, it's not to, playful enough yeah. to be on Cartoon Network exactly. right. or Toonami. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and so yeah, that's why I think it's it just. Completely hidden to us for the most part. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking about it too. I can't get over that good. Beat. That was so good. Good. I can't do it right now. <laughs> you did so it you perfectly. Yeah. The fucking Powerpuff Girls started playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so good. Um, let's rate it. <laughs> um i really enjoyed it i would i'm gonna give it a 3.2 okay nice. yeah i i would say that's a fair score um is i'm not really one for like the artsy or symbolic movies like this mm-hmm. but seeing like the time frame that this movie came out of mm-hmm. and stuff like that i can it makes me have a deeper feeling for the movie mm-hmm. yeah i guess in a sense um i also really fucking love the animation yeah like the not like only said, the animation but the style exactly yeah yeah and it, it just completely reminds me of my childhood watching cyborg 009 um i would i would definitely recommend people watch this movie i agree i wouldn't ask i wouldn't be like hey you have to watch this movie but it's a good movie to watch yeah. i would i would hope for more people to watch it nice Oh, do you want me to go next? next? No, I can go next. It's fine. Um, Kind of what Paul Damien said, I think a lot of this movie, the reason I loved it so much is kind of like a nostalgia factor. It felt like something I should have seen when I was like 12 or 13 years old and been exposed to. And really, I could relate it to those movies that I was exposed to during that time period that it kind of related to. Mm -hmm. Um, I was freshly surprised by it you know i really didn't expected one thing and got something else entirely and was blown away by how just completely relevant to so much of the stuff we've talked on this podcast recently on fell right into this storyline and i think it's amazing it's built off of something from so long ago you know i'm gonna give it a 3.5 okay is my overall score um i think it really delivered what it was trying to deliver and i'm mm-hmm. actually kind of sad that it doesn't have more of like a relevance in the grander right. scheme yeah. of anime because it is something that's very iconic from the age that the the content is created from by all the content creators yeah. that are attached to it you know mm-hmm. exactly um, and the fact that it really feels like something that was a success in 2001 you know i I would have to believe people applauded it as something amazing when it came out. Yeah. Probably, you know, it was probably yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna match your score. I think, um, I think where it falls for me is that, and I think talking to you guys helped it maintain a 3.5. Where it falls for me is that this could have been stupendous. Oh, I I hear you. This could have been phenomenal. This could have been had, 
the stupid spirited away and as yeah. far as relevance yeah mm-hmm. but it just there's not enough threads for each of these brilliant big set pieces for them to tie it together or even make it make sense for why they're even happening and i feel like um even though the movie clearly takes place in the future it feels like it's stuck in an era yeah but i i I don't hate that because it's like True. Fallout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like painting that idea of the past while also being the future. I think stylized, stylistic wise, I love the artwork. I love mm-hmm. the the shape of every human in this movie. There's goons in this movie that look like little boys with beards. They look like <laughs> Super <laughs> Mario and they have guns and they're shooting robots. Right. And I'm like, this is so fucking weird and cool. And I love it a lot. Yeah, that's ham and egg right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I... I don't get it. I didn't realize how cartoony he looked. Yeah, like look at those two characters next to each other. It almost feels like multiple versions of animation like layered together in a way that exactly is so seamless. You don't even aren't even like, oh, these don't feel like they fit next to each other. He looks like he should be in uh, Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah, he looks like he should be in Cuphead. And then Rock looks like he should be in Astro Boy. Mm -hmm. And so it just I love the way it looks. I think it's so cool. I just wish there was more for me to chew on. I wish mm-hmm. the story felt more like a story and not just these big, cool ideas. They really wanted to animate in beautiful ways. I totally understand that. that makes and sense. so uh, a 3.5 for me. By um, the way, y'all are more on par with the average rating for IMDb. I think mm-hmm. so. Which think... is uh, 7.6 out of 10. Oh, I, I remember. Seven, sorry, 7.2 out of 10, okay. which would be a 3.6 on our scale. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember it being a little bit lower. I don't know what, where I saw a six, but or like a six point something. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, who knows? Maybe people watched it recently and rated it. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> it's going up in the world. We're talking about it. We made yeah. it relevant again. You know exactly. It, it has, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know everybody's watched this movie now because of us, but just saying. All right. So what are we doing next, though? Next week we're going to be talking about Super Balls, Dragon Ball Super, <laughs> Super Ball. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> Super Ball Dragon, Broly. Um, yeah, we're going to try and watch both the Broly movies, the recent one from 2018, and then the one from like I don't know 2002 or whenever the Something other one. Like the original one's not canon anymore. Yeah, it was never canon. It was always canon. Wasn't it during GT era? The other one, or am I making no, that up? No, it, it wasn't. It it's. The reason it was never canon is just because it wasn't written by... Yeah, that one. Oh. The same... It wasn't written by Akira... Yeah, there you go. Whatever his name is. 1993. Akira Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Oh, based on Dragon Ball by Akira Toriyama. 1993. 1993. So this is fucking old. Damn. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. They're uh, more than 20 years apart. That's Hell fucking yeah. crazy. They're more than 25 years apart. This movie's as old as... 25 years apart. Yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so come back for that. That's going to be a lot of fun because we haven't talked about anything Dragon Ball Z on this podcast mm-hmm. at all. So, and, and that's why I wanted to do Dragon Ball, or specifically Broly, because it it's old Dragon Ball Z versus yeah, new, new Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Z. So it's it's kind of you know it's a good mix of something. And I know you for a fact haven't seen any Dragon Ball. Z. I haven't seen any Dragon Ball Z like ever, right? Ever. Yeah. I've played. Uh, I know uh, the rough parts of the story because I've played. Tenkaichi Budokai 3. Hell or 2. Yeah. It's, it's Budokai Tenkaichi. Two. Budokai Tenkaichi. Two, it's the other way around. Budokai Bunkai Tichi. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the guy that dressed the Thor exactly. <laughs> I love I love the, the names of the games because like <laughs> you you could say whatever and it's probably a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. 
Yeah. True. I think Kenny had one that was called like uh, Dragon Ball Z, like 17 plus two or something. <laughs> like that. It was like the dumbest name. I wonder if it's okay. the PlayStation one one. Yeah. yeah. The one that's like literally a Japanese PlayStation one game. They're like, yeah, that was racist. Cut that. Oh, Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22. Ultimate so, Battle 22. I think there's an alternate version where it's like Ultimate Battle 22 plus three plus or something. Three. <laughs> like that. So, I wonder how many. So can you only fight 22 times in this game? And exactly. It's over? And like then the disc explodes. Yeah, you can't, you can't even play it anymore. It just breaks. Dude, this disc is in really good condition. Yeah. Uh, like I promise you years. it doesn't work. Really? Yeah. Seriously? I oh no, it's in terrible condition. Let me see. The Probably front, all the front looks nice. Damn. Oh, dude, look at that. I was like, I either took out. incredibly good care of my shit or the worst care a human could possibly take care of anything. Look at that ad. Yeah. There's oh an ad God. for Budokai Tenkaichi, for, right? No, for the PlayStation Budokai. 2. Oh, it's just Budokai. Yeah, yes. it's before the Tenkaichi series. Nice. And it's for the PlayStation 2, even though this is a PlayStation 1 Damn. disc. That's I where I got playing this. these games. Target. My grandma bought it for me out of Walgreens. Wow, that's cool. That's crazy. I like that idea that so you could just go in there and, and a, pick off a PlayStation. A reprint yeah, I think of so. the game. I think yeah. it's a like a it's been out for a long while, and so they just keep pushing it out, and they slid an ad for a PlayStation mm-hmm. Two game in the PlayStation One game. Like that's you, crazy. You can fucking play it. Um, <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> madness. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, come back for that. We're going to be talking about Broly and all those uh, fucking bastards. Um, rate and review us on anywhere you guys get podcasts. <laughs> I like how you laughed all at those that. fucking bastards. <laughs> uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That one helps us the most. Please, thank mm-hmm. you, Daddy. Please. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Um, and, you know, you guys are just... You, Keep rocking out, you guys. Fuck keep, yeah. Keep rocking out with your cocks out. There oh, you go. Shit. All right. Well, I can't wait to be uh, dragging these balls all over the <laughs> Brawly movies next week. So we'll uh, see you there. We'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. How did that work out so good? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking stop the recording. Stop it. Stop. Stop.